This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back. Game of Thrones, 94 WIP Game of Thrones podcast recapping Season 8, Episode 1, entitled Winterfell. Uh, Bill Kornfeld here, Dave Breitmeyer here, I'm Tom Kelly. Uh, Andrew Porter unable to to join us today, unfortunately. Had, he's had got he's got real work real, real work to do, as yeah. as Dave says. Uh, we really don't, but um, uh, uh, well, we do have real work to do. We're just avoiding it right as now. As Dave has his his death pool in hand, that well, he appears to have filled out prior to the season. Yeah, I did. Um, we'll go over that in a little bit, but uh, season eight, episode one. Uh, talked a little bit about it before the show, not too much, but I'll, I guess our, our initial impressions of it, um, I'll start off and just say, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a perfect way to start the season. One of the biggest things was, uh, it didn't feel forced. I feel like last year in season seven, there were times when it felt like you were watching a parody of game of Thrones and not really game of Thrones. But I thought this episode really returned to its roots. I thought the writing and pacing was much more what you'd come to expect. Um, so I loved it. You guys would like to give your thoughts on, on the first episode. I thought it had really strong moments and some really like, okay, they're just trying to expedite this process to get it get get it to the, the end here. We're only five episodes left, and then it's over. But overall, I agree with you, TK. The, the episode... Right from the very beginning, the new intro got me hyped. That like, was really cool. Like, I, I, that was that was interesting to start out. It was real. I thought it was interesting. Like I mean. if if you noticed, it went reverse of what it had done the first seven seasons. We started at the wall and we worked our way south. And well, I think a lot of it has to do with there isn't a lot more places right. that they're yeah. going. That's they what usually they do. To all the places time, they go, yeah. and they needed to kill time. Yes, and they only had. Three places that they were going. Yeah, yeah. the we, Wall, Winterfell, and yeah, King's noticed, Landing, and that's going to be it probably for the rest of the show. Yeah, because I noticed like the small. We never went to Essos, which is where Danny spent most of her time uh, in Slavers Bay, which is now the Bay of Dragons, is what she renamed before leaving. So I thought that was really cool. Really, like what set the pace for for me. Like it got me hyped. I had high expectations for the show. The new intro just got me more excited. So overall, I thought. A lot of the reunions that we were looking forward to lived up to the hype. Yes, uh, I would totally agree with that. John Snow or uh, Aegon Targaryen, I guess we should start calling him, aka Jon Snow and Arya meeting up for the first time since season one, got me emotional. Like I like we were we've been separated from these two for seven seasons, and these guys were very very close compared to any other. Stark siblings because of what Jon Snow is and how Arya, her persona is. So that was emotional and just Bran being there, Sansa. I thought it was great just to see all of that. Um, and then also, uh, as far as the reunions too, the Hound and Gendry, doing that at, yes. kind of at the same time, yes. intertwined, I think was really smart. And uh, yeah, we'll get into this later, but uh, Arya and Gendry, definitely a little you think? I sexual yeah, tension I there. That. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Too- they did that on purpose. Yeah. 
I think they did. I actually, speaking of things they're doing on purpose, and that's what I kind of want to notice. Like, I don't, uh, you've seen it at least twice, TK. I've only watched it once. Dave, you said you only watched it once. Yeah. I noticed they were also, if you really listen, like, even just on the first go around, I noticed that they were dropping seeds for what they plan for the future of the show. First, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was I forget who the third person was all of a sudden, but it was, it was, um, Varys and Tyrion talking on the on top of the wall of Winterfell, and down below, San, or you don't hear them, but you can see John and Danny talking, and they they're talking about marriage between these two. Mm-hmm. Right. That's obviously where this is going to go. Even though we also got the scene where John learns his true identity from Sam, so I don't know how that's going to work, but I think that seed of the marriage between Danny and John is there. Well, well they I, needed I, to show that they are really in love. They haven't really yeah. done a good job of showing the romance between the two of them, um, and. Them looking down on two young people who are clearly in love, I think it was their way of trying to push that narrative. And it's evident to everybody that they have a connection, because I thought one of the best scenes in the episode was Sansa and Jon talking about why he bent the knee when they finally got a private moment. And Sansa, in the end, says, did you bend the knee to save the North, or did you bend the knee because you're in love with her? And And I, I think it's clear to pretty much everyone that that's going on right now. Right. And um, I and thought... And not stupid. She could see it. Right, right. And it makes sense. I mean, yeah. when you look at just um, taking John's, uh, you know, parentage out of it, which I'm sure we'll get to before the end here, but, um, you know, taking that out of it and just thinking of John and the power he wields in the North and Danny and the power she wields in the South, it's a logical match. I mean, yeah. it's a logical match for the future of the realm if they do survive and, the, the White Walker but, invasion. But the... the I, the drama that was put into it is at the end, because if you think about it, he is the rightful heir and she's not now. Right. And yeah, he's going to have to tell her, and that's going to be a problem well, with their relationship. So, let's, so yeah. I, I, I want to go then to just the reveal to John between Sam and the Crips. I was conflicted on how they did this, to be honest, because like you get this scene with John where he's finally back in Winter Hill for the first time in decade, at least a decade show-wise, seven seasons for us, and it's like he's mourning his father for the first time because he hasn't been there. He, the only t- other time he was told that his father was dead through, was through Aemon slash Mormont, Giora Mormont, when they initially got the Raven. Then Sam just comes waltzing in, pissed pissed off that his family has been burnt. Really, he's only pissed that his brother has been burnt. Dickon. Dickon has been burnt. <laughs> the greatest name, <laughs> greatest name in Game of Thrones history. And he's just like, hey, would you have done this? Because I'm a little pissed off at the queen that now and now. By the way, you're she's not really the queen. You are. And he's like, that's a lot of oh, information yeah. to process while you're mourning who you think is your father and is really your and uncle. And that's something that was, we almost forgot about that, this whole thing that they're related. And we, we forget the big part of it is that he is the king. She's yeah, not well, the queen. Yeah. That's part of the reason if why. If you get enough I, people behind him. Right. That was part of but the reason why. But officially, he's yeah. he's in line. He's got the blood. That was part of the reason why I loved it, though. Was you know the, the this this thing throughout John's whole life, he has struggled with knowing who he is from even just back to yeah season one, episode one, when he just wants to know who his mother is, and you know finally he thinks he's he's gained this this kind of knowledge of himself, king in the north. Um, but all these people believe in him. And for him to be down in the crypts when he finds out that news, I thought was I thought was pretty cool. And now when we look at, 
you know, now that obviously that was the big scene of the episode. Yep. Him being a Targaryen. Um, but that also, him being in a crypt, it, it, it keeps, everything keeps pushing me to it. Every time they show the crypt, they talk about the crypt. They put it in a trailer. It makes me think all those Starks are going to become White Walkers. Maybe. Uh, so, maybe. Uh, uh, but why to, are they making such a big deal out of these crypts? Well, I think that's where we get the physical proof for the rest of the realm to see that John is the son of Lyanna and Rhaegar because I the theory that has gone for a while, including before even the show started when we only had the book material, was that Rhaegar's harp, which is what he was known to play when he was still alive, is buried with Lyanna in those crypts. That's how they are going to prove that he is the son of... Because of that heart now, in her crypt. I have a question for you guys as to, you know, you, you've both mentioned the fact that John is the rightful king now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really interested. The thing I'm most interested in going into the next episode is how John reconciles his identity within himself. Because I don't think he has any desire to yeah, be he the doesn't. king. Totally like, he doesn't care about this information. No, this like, is, this oh, is terrible news for him. Every Right. Everybody else might care she about this. She wants to be the queen, and sh- she's the queen, and he bended the and, knee, and now this throws a giant wrench into all that. Yep. He's the king. She's going to have to bend to him to be... Well, I don't know if... Uh, I'm interested to see as well. in yeah. how long John... Waits to tell. Like I don't think we're just going to come out of the next episode and John's just going to tell everybody that he's not going to run out of the crypt and go. I'm the king. He's not going to be happy about it. I think this is going to be a situation where John is wrestling amongst himself with how to tell her first. And I think Sam. I guess what surprised me most is how insistent Sam was. Like you were the king. Let's go get this. Because I don't think John want John well, doesn't want it. Well, no, from Sam's yeah. point of view, he's doing this because he was pissed at Sammy, Danny now because of what she did to her his family. Like really, right, that was part of like, it. Like the Ty, the, the uh, and, and he thinks Tyro, that she Tyro, might be out of Tar- control. The Tar- which Tar- everyone is worried gone. about. He's he's a member of the Night's Watch. As far as we're still concerned, he's still a member of the Night's Watch. Eh, not he, really, uh, but he's still t- like he's nothing. I think he is. Well, he's not a meister. He's not a meister. Not a meister. A meister. <laughs> Here's what's interesting about this, though, because we, we we I think we're all in agreement. John doesn't want it. John doesn't yeah, care. Yeah. Correct. But the the fact that John does feel this undying loyalty to the North. Once the North finds out, and they're, you know, you'd assume they stand behind John still, but w- will it make them skeptical of John now, knowing he's a Targaryen? Yep. Will it make Sansa yeah. and Arya more point. skeptical of John? Yeah. Like, I worry about what this will do to John's relationship well, with we his know people. It, anything that's been through, the way it's gone is some will accept him, and some won't accept yeah. him, and it's going to split, pe- divide people even more Put, and cause a bigger problem. There is no doubt in my mind, even as to TK's because pe- everyone's said. mostly everyone's together except maybe Cersei. Everyone's kind of t- together now, so you're going to have to have some splintering, and, and, yeah. like and that's going to yeah. cause a big splinter. And you saw like Arya, like that was a great re- reunion with John, but that last line of the reunion was a little when when he's like, "I'm your, fa- I'm her family too," and Arya's like, "Don't forget that." Yeah. Like so, yep. when they find out John is a Targaryen, does this make them well, that's still- more skeptical of him, even though they still love him? Well, I, if I'm John, I would go well. You're still family. You're just a different type of right. family member. So don't call still me Jon Snow. My name is Jon Snow. Cousin is a lot yeah. different than brother, though. In this, in this oh, world, I agree. Yes. yeah, I don't think it's a totally big deal. Agree that. I don't think it's that big a deal. So I hope not. So I would like. 
I, can, I, can I give my uh, thing now? Oh, yeah, your uh, pool? Oh, I, I, no, no, no. I, I actually want to say I gave it a 7 out of 10. Like you said, you okay. gave it a 7 yeah. out of 10. Uh, there's this one scene that I have a huge problem with. I talked about I it. Hope, I hope we're on the same page, Gal. The scene I had a huge problem with was the riding the dragon scene. Okay, I, I have two scenes then. I did not like that either. I it was mm. terribly filmed. I feel like it was. They tried to make it a Disney movie. I completely blame the director. Like, I understand that that had to happen. It's a massive to, moment. It's in a the massive moment of the show. where I don't think they. There was no other real way for them to get to that. Right. Point. right. I think the, it was the writers fine. had to write down on a piece of paper. They ride the dragons together. Uh, together. John Hater. has a trouble, but he didn't have to be. Uh, John. The, oh, Dave's a on hater. The back of the dragon. Dave's a hater. She smiled at him. It's 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 a Disney movie. But this, it's yes. Aladdin. But you gotta the, understand, this is uh, he's a Targaryen. Him being able to ride a dragon is huge. I, that dragon is named after his father. That yes. is a massive. I'm moment. saying I'm saying they had to do it. I'm mad at the way they did it. I yes, didn't think I it agree. was that bad. I watched it, it again was, last cheesy. night. The I didn't think it was that bad. Of why they went to the dragon? She's was smiling at him. How many times did Danny smile? Danny smiled more in this show than she's had yeah. through the past seven seasons. Yeah. She's in love with John. So my problem Why is she smiling at Sam? The so, director it was director. Sam, what are you fault. talking about? <laughs> my two When issues. she goes to talk to Samwell. Yeah. She's smiling her face off. She, what? she was thanking she the is. person who saved Jura. She wasn't smiling by the end of the conversation. There's, there's, That's true. She was like, not She felt kind of like an idiot. Not Randall. And by Tarly, the way, right? yeah, they, they probably should have let her know that it made going it, into that meeting. It made it a brighter episode that just did not feel like so, Game of Thrones. And I had uh, so I agree. They could have so shot that better where he's not on the back of a dragon. Yeah. Like that. That's stupid. So my nah, two issues. Fine. They could have filmed it and had it be better than that. I enjoyed my, it. My two issues. They could have done that. it better. And the CGI wasn't that great. They showed a picture from the top of oh. Winterfell. It Winterfell looked clean. It looked like they just cleaned it up. Yeah. Winterfell is a terrible looking place. It's been through so, a bunch of wars. So my issues with that was the premise of why they went there was because the her uh Dothraki said, Hey, they're not eating. So they go out and eat, they don't eat. Like that, whatever. Maybe it's just me. They had to have an excuse. Yeah. My other issue, my other scene that they said they really, were eating. That was the whole thing. They were. No, eating. I thought they said they weren't. Eating. No, they, they weren't were. Eating. That was the uh, issue. They ate. I'm, they ate eighteen goats. Yeah, they ate too, too much. Oh, okay, so maybe I misinterpreted. I I, oh, I like that. I thought scene. it was they weren't well, eating. No, did you see all the bones they were? Yeah, but they say they're, the point is that's not enough for a dragon. I, mean, I don't think well, the point is enough. they don't want the dragons to eat a bunch of the food that they need to feed these people. Right. Now they have a huge army. Right, I have to so, go back and figure out which yeah. one of that. So besides me. the dragons, because we had both had the same. By the way, I loved that line when Sansa's like, "What do dragons eat anyway?" And she's like, "Whatever they want. Whatever they want." That was a good line. My other scene that I had a huge issue with. And I'm trying to figure out what the purpose of these two characters still alive is purposed. Why are Theon? Why, why is Theon still yeah. alive? Why is Theon still alive? <laughs> that was Besides, the worst part of the episode. Why is Tormund and Barrack still alive? Well, Tormund, How well, are they still alive? People yeah. were at Eastwatch when the wall yeah, fell last they didn't get that. And I wish I would have explained it. They just want them to be in it. Up. Yeah, they're going to die. In but Tormund's, uh, people like Tormund. Tormund's funny. Like, the only logical... <laughs> I've always had blue eyes. Yeah. That, yes, was good. that was good. That was the funny. The only reason I saw, like, okay, they kept them in there... Was because you saw the quote unquote now Lord Commander Ed of who took the spot of John after he left. He showed up at House Umber at Last Hearth, and I don't think many people are going to remember who he was. So I think they used Tormund and Barrack as a little bit of a bridge to remind us who Ed was. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, maybe some people wouldn't remember. I, I so that, that that really pissed me that off. Was, 
Yeah, uh, that that was. I think they just are our fan favorite and, characters that they want in it, like Tormund. Um, and I think Tormund probably dies uh, yeah, this season. But I agree that the that and he I also represents that, the wildlings who they want to keep yeah. in the show. At some, you know, yeah, that he speaks scene, for the wildlings. That and, scene was really cool, though. The Umber scene and just what. What the White Walkers want, I think, is, yes. is interesting. So th- th- that leads into my next point. Like, they're not that far behind. This army of the dead is right on their heels at Winterfell. Right. No, that kid ran well, to that to his home. Hearth. Yeah. yeah. He ran to it, so that's not that far away. No, it's If he's not. able to run there. No, they said he, he needed horses and carriages. All right, well, that's still, that stuff back. still so not I'm that talking. far away. Yeah. No, well, we know the—we know, and this isn't a spoiler. This is pretty much common knowledge. That that big battle of Winterfell is episode three. Yes. So right, we only got one more episode to although, go. Although we the, got one more little bridge, yeah. and then we got... Although the, the but, next episode stuff they showed at the end made you think that that battle is going to be... Because they show, it's, they it's, show it's, Tyrion I, looking off the, the rampart. I think that's Maybe the final that's, scene. Yeah, that's probably yeah, the final scene. That might be like the, the, fi- now, the final shot's probably going to be the army of the dead right but, on the gates in Winterfell. Before yeah. we end, I have a little dilemma with that episode that I'm going to have to ask you guys Oh, about. episode three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, well I'm, so, I'm just a, yeah, just a scheduling conflict. I'm doing updates that night. I'm going to have to oh. make sure that I am... <laughs> You know, somehow, the episode somehow doing my newsman duties, but at the same time, um, not That's seeing a any tough spoilers. Predicament. Yeah. So the other, I want to. Fo- so we focused. On, obviously, this episode was called Winterfell, but let's shift to the south for a second. Are all the Lannister ideas dumb? Like, yes. what is because Cersei? Besides, yeah, but Tyrion's really dumb ideas last season, which what included. Going up north to get a body to show to prove to Cersei that the army of the dead was real, she now wants Bronn, referring to Cersei, I'm talking about, to infiltrate Winterfell, kill everyone, and make sure to kill Tyrion with the crossbow, or just like he killed her father. No, yeah, but they... she wants him to assassinate her brother. Yes. They... but not Danny for some reason. Yes. Well, no, no, this is dumb. No, no, no. But there has to they be more. They said. It. They said. Kyburn says when he goes to Bronn. If they survive their northern adventure. So I don't think she's telling Braun to infiltrate Winterfell. That's a suicide mission. He'll yeah, never that's survive what I that. Mean. Yeah. They they mean, I think, if Jamie and Tyrion win the war and work their way down south. Got, oh, okay. All right. That's the way I take that. That's a fair interpretation. I, I don't think uh, because, that that's a suicide mission. Because every plan that Cersei makes, I'm just like, can she just be killed by Jamie at some point? Because that's what we're gonna well, he get. He loves her. Yeah, but I think that he's falls. not going to kill her. I think he will because that... she didn't kill him. She could have killed him. Yeah, but, she could have like, killed him before he Jamie's left, and she did not. Too. I think Jamie's going to kill her because I don't think I think the the quote unquote prophecy. prophecy from the book that tells her I forget what the term is in the language. Uh, Valencar, Valencar, and then it translates the little, little brother, brother, which she is always. She's uh, interpreted as Tyrion, right? But it, you know, Jamie is also technically her little brother. By she a was few born minutes, first. Yeah. yeah, she was born first. So I think like she has lived her life around this prophecy, which has caused all both, all three of her children to be killed uh, or commit suicide. And now we're at a point in Cersei where we're only at that final prophecy. So she's focusing on that final one, and I, I don't see how Cersei's alive by Episode Six. Uh, n- yeah, I mean, well, it, well everyone's so focused on the White Walkers. It's tough to know how things play out. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, I think everybody kind of assumes the Battle of Winterfell, a lot of people are going to die. The White, the Night King's going to end up winning, but your main people will survive and retreat south. Yeah. I think that's the general oh, yeah, yeah. consensus Whoever's opinion left. right yep. now. Yeah. 
and more than and everything else will take place down at, at King's Landing. And is your so and what's Euron's main goal here? You're like I don't. Get, I well, think now, he made it pretty clear last yeah, episode. Yeah, it's a show. Like, is he well, gonna, is he going to believe Cersei when she says, "Oh, I'm pregnant," and it's yours? Yes. And it's yours. Yep. That's what that was her plan. Yeah. With the original king, well, and she's going to do it again. Or yeah. this is another theory that I have, though. She's never going to tell him that. What, yeah. Was she lying to Jamie and not pregnant at the time? I and I, now I she's going to have a baby with Euron, but no. tell Jamie it's actually his when it's really Euron's. No. Like she's not, she's playing two sides yeah. of the same coin. I guess. Maybe I'm th- overthinking it. I could be overthinking. No, I don't think you're overthinking it because, especially because this is Game of Thrones, we have five yeah. episodes left. We have to. That was what I appreciated a lot. But really, this doesn't episode? It doesn't There's matter. Ultimately, it doesn't matter whose baby it is. If she's, she wants to be able to tell both of them that they're their kid. Right. It doesn't really matter who it actually is. Uh, I think it matters. I think it would end up mattering. Does it matter to her? Uh, n- um, hmm. Oh, I it, actually, th- I don't I know. Think, I, I, she gets to tell both of them that she that right. that's their kid, and she gets to tell people that it's not her brother. But she, kid. but yeah. you're asking who she wants the actual father to be. I don't think she cares. I think she wants it to be Jamie. Yeah, yeah I think she. To I continue mean, to Lannister, like what she she's told. power in the Lannister. But she could know that it's not Jamie. I mean, she after like, the historical episode of what episode or season six when she blows up the Sept. Yeah. And she's telling that Septa that like I enjoyed the feeling of my brother and all that. Right. I think she would hope that it's Jamie's. I I think Euron's just a a, a, a tool, a tool in this. <laughs> yeah, tool. I, I, I agree chess, with that. A chess piece in this Game of Thrones. I agree this, with that. Like I just I think I think Cersei's just every end goal is about her. And Jamie at this point, she doesn't. She cares about legacy a little bit because uh, she rubs off on her father's because that was a big thing with um, Tywin Lannister. He was all about carrying on the family name, carrying on Lannister, where they stand in the world of Westeros. But uh, Westeros, but Cersei, I think she, she's compartmentalized to just herself. Oh, and she Jamie. said so. She then said so. At some point, she'll if she brings a kid, she'll bring a kid. Now, now, one thing I when we were talking about reunions earlier, one we neglected that kind of ties into Cersei is Sansa and Tyrion, which I thought was a really cool reunion. I enjoyed that, and a part of me thought to myself, "Is there a real chance that these two actually end up together?" In oh, a I'd love to see consensual. That. Oh, I would love way. to. I kind I don't think, other- man. I love Tyrion. I don't think you know. I, I think Sansa's Sansa's too too good for Tyrion from a looks perspective. She is. Oh, absolutely. I mean Sansa, you know, but this, she, I she, agree. she's she's a she's but, a looker. But, but the way they looked at each other was a part of me that I was just yeah. like, this is what maybe. I think the part the, well, the the point of that scene was. And uh, people have disagreed with me on this. Um, Sansa, like me, yeah. Sansa and Bron, not Bron, Bran, are now the most powerful people. Bran knows everything. He's telling Sansa. The point of that scene was to prove that I understand that everyone knows that Cersei's not coming. But Sansa is the one person who knows for sure that she's not because Bran's able to see it. Yes. And that scene was able to uh, to show you that as smart as Tyrion is, he doesn't doesn't have Bran who has seen every episode, read every book, and knows everything that's happened or... Everything that's happened but he from does, the beginning. But he doesn't, though. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. He doesn't understand how to piece everything together yet. He's getting I, better I, at he's it. He's getting better I, at it, but I agree with TK. But if you look, watch if, watch the last episode of the last season, when Santa gets up there and starts accusing Littlefinger, 
How much does she know? She knows everything he's did. Right, but that's because she knows Littlefinger. Well, no, like she no. knows. She, she knows is. that he started the a whole Game of Thrones. She knows who he's killed. She right. Knows. Well, he told her that information. He did. But in this she, case, he I, knows that he put the knife up to Ned's neck and said, "I told you right. not to trust me." No, you're right. No one else heard that. But in this case, I he disagree. knows everything. In this case, I disagree yeah. with you. I don't think he she knows this because Bran told her. Because then that kind of that kind of takes out like. The, the the nature of these characters' intelligence. Like, I think Sansa knows that Arya or that Cersei's not going to come north to help Tyrion no. because she knows I, Cersei. I and understand she knows how much Greek. Cersei hates Tyrion. I understand it's obvious. But I think the point the, of that scene was to show that she knows more than no. Tyrion because she knows everything because she's friends with Bran. I disagree. I agree in a part. Bran. Sansa is the most intelligent person strategic wise right on the show on the show right now and it's not even close and that's just part of her character arc if you go back to season one when we, when i binge watched it i was so annoyed not trying it. to also, take anything away well, from D- dave dave let's just think about this like logically though the night king is on his way there way there the 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 fate of humanity is on the line if bran knows for a fact that Cersei's, Cersei's not going to march her army north. Why would he not just tell them that? Because he's only telling Sansa. But why But why right. wouldn't Sansa be like, Bran has told me this? Bran's like, problem. Because why she they... wants to prove how smart she is. No, <laughs> she's not that worried about <laughs> looking intelligent. The whole point of that scene was to show that she's smarter than well, Tyrion. That was the I, whole point. Yeah, but she's just smarter. Not she's because just, Bran is making her smarter. Sansa yeah. has just learned both. throughout her life. It's both. I, I disagree her tragedies. Yeah. Of, yes. uh, what tragedies. I'm not trying to take anything away I from know. her. I think you're putting too much stock in Bran. I agree. I, I think, think you, if you go back and watch the last episode of last I season, I understand, and, that, and you see, but she I focused understand. on the stuff that she witnessed. She witnessed right. him push uh, Liana. Stark but there was a ton Earth. of stuff that nobody knows, and no one was even there for. Bran said that though. Sansa didn't say that. She said it when she was go back to when she's accusing yeah, him but, of all the things but, that he's done. You're just taking out like all characters' free will if you just say Bran's just telling them everything. Right. What fun not, is that? The not, problem with that's Bran, the point. The point is we don't know where Bran is. He's now immune. Bran doesn't know where he is. He's the reason he's sitting just being an awkward person is because he doesn't know how to interact with people anymore. Right. The whole, he's stuck going throughout all these different time and space continuums to figure out where he is. To and interpret. he's getting better at it. He, I agree yeah, but, he's getting better at it, but he's not... The th- but the whole point of Game of Thrones, the whole thing, the, the biggest weapon in all of Game of Thrones is BS. Everyone's been BSing everybody. And now we have a character that is immune to BS. I agree. And that's but, powerful. But some he knows the disagree. truth. Dave, yes. Think about this though. The, you're, you're, I think I do. Th- I agree with Bill 100. percent I think you're just. And putting I think you're going to see that play stock, out. Uh, I th- okay. I think you're just putting too much stock in Bran. Like think back to last season two. You can pull lines from anywhere. When John, I think it's actually the end of season six. John and Sansa are having conversation and. John says about Cersei, like, it sounds like you actually admire her. Yes, and Sansa's sense. like, I've learned a great deal from her. Like, yes. this is Sansa's free will just learning. She knows who yep. Cersei is. She spent yep. as much time with Cersei as anybody. Yep. She knows how manipulative Cersei is. Yep. She knows how much Cersei hates, hates Tyrion. And yep. when Tyrion says out loud, when she makes Tyrion say out loud, um, yes, Cersei's gonna march north to fight for me. And, and Tyrion, like, you can yeah, see the look on his face. Like, how dumb he feels. Because I think Tyrion kind of realizes now, 
oh, damn, she might be right. Yeah. Like, maybe, no, she's like, absolutely maybe right. Cersei yeah. is screwing me over here. Totally. I think we're... I'm not trying to take anything away from Two-thirds of us are total agreement in this. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. The final scene, scene. and the preview of next episode. Okay. We get the... Jamie seeing Bran for the first time in 10 years. That was awesome. That was great. The memes have been great. The Curb Your Enthusiasm music meme that I heard to that was perfect. Now, when you How do you guys look at that? Well, what, first, when you saw the Hooded Rider coming into Winterfell, who do you think it was at first? At first, I thought I was it was confused. a woman. At first, I thought it was Melisandre. But then, yeah, yeah. when they got closer and it was apparent it was a man, I knew it was Jamie. Yeah, you knew. Like, it only made sense that it would be Jamie. Yeah. Um, because of he had just left Winterfell. Again, I've completely abandoned what the show has done in terms of travel on this show so whatever yeah, they, they've gone out of well, they, they, I actually think well, this this it's kind of difficult because it's between seasons yeah. you, a lot of time could have amassed right so we have Jamie just there and it just made sense that it would only be Jamie I think this is gonna just be like a 10 to 15 minute take up of next week's episode I don't think this is gonna take long cause Jamie's gonna come in and be accused by Danny like you killed my father what's going on why are you here I'm gonna, I should kill you and it's going to turn out like Jamie's like, I'm on your side. I'm here because Cersei's really not coming. And here's the, I think he's going to tell, finally tell the world the real reason he killed the Mad King. Yeah. I, I think we finally get that because only the audience, Jamie and Brienne of Tarth, know the real quote unquote reason that Jamie killed the Mad King because he wanted him to kill his father and he didn't want to do that. Who would want to kill their father? Yeah. No matter how despicable they may be, he's still your father. I, I, I and it is it is interesting because Jamie is like one of the most hated people in the north of and anybody in on the, the north, show. Yes. Now it's and interesting. One of the most beloved in the show. Yeah. And he has one of the best character arcs of anyone. Oh, he does. And he, I don't he's the most neutral character. He's neither yes. good he, or evil. He never he doesn't do exclusively good things like Jon Snow. He doesn't do exclusively bad things like Cersei. He's the neutral character. I don't think Bran is going to tell anybody that he pushed him from the tower. He's just going to stare I, at him. I think, I think they're going to. Yeah. They'll probably have a private conversation. Does he admit it himself? Uh, does Jamie? Yeah. Uh, to just to everybody or to Bran? Uh, well, because Bran, I mean, both. Does he I do, don't. Does think, he do it privately with I Bran think, and then? I think it could actually be something where Bran tells Jamie, "Don't tell anybody because you're needed." Like and yeah, I think okay. I think okay. in the end that's where this is going. They're going to have the little well, wait, trial for Jamie, whatever, and they're okay. going to decide this guy's going to be yeah. necessary. So we're going to let well, him. How much fight. does because how much does only... Brand care that he tried to kill? Him? I don't He's think the three-eyed raven. Now. I don't think Brand cares Bran, at all because Bran, we have to Brand also... is not Brand. Brand well, is the three-eyed raven. Right. I am people the three-eyed raven. Realize now. that Brand is not Brand. Yeah, I don't think three-eyed raven. And the only people that put two and two together that Brand didn't fall from that tower and was actually pushed are all dead. Like, Catelyn Stark figured right. it out, and she's now dead. Rob right. Stark obviously knew through her. She, he's obviously dead. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, TK. I think he'll say, like, I know you did this, but don't tell. I'm not going to tell right. anyone else. You're safe. Right. Like, now, but we ja need you. But does Jamie's honor, quote-unquote, that he now has amassed through, what, se six, seven seasons of us getting to really know him, does that compel him to admit his faults and admit what he did. I think that goes hand in hand with him killing the king if he does it. I think if 
Bran is the one who tells him, you know, we're cool, yeah. then he's gonna, you know, be okay with that. And I don't think. Do we know the title of this second episode? We right? don't. They, they didn't release this title till after the episode. Aired. They didn't. I so I don't that. think they're gonna I watched, wait. I don't yeah. think they're gonna release anything ahead of time. Because I watched, and I prefer it that way. Yeah, I really I, do. I watched the uh, I watched the show through HBO Go, uh-huh. and as soon as the the episode popped up around eight fifty nine nine o'clock, I immediately threw it on. But it only said S eight o one or whatever. It, it didn't give an actual title. Right. So this second episode, I think it's the uh, it's the second one uh, that's a less than an hour. And then the rest the rest of the way, it's all hour twenty or more, I believe, for episode three through six. Uh, yeah. Th- well, this one is fifty eight si- minutes. Fifty eight. Then the uh, the final four all are hover around the hour twenty minute mark. So it's pretty damn exciting, what to say the least of what this was a great. I, I agree with TK and uh, uh, Breitmeyer here. Like this episode is solid. I think it could have been. It twerked a little it's bit. It's a setup I, episode. We all agree. You know, we've talked about setup episodes before where yeah. you have to kind of. It's a staple of Game of Thrones. Right. And there's been people who complain about every setup episode. So I hate to be the guy that's complaining about a setup episode. It is a 7 out of 10. It is a good episode. Yep. I just had a problem with a lot of the. Hater. Especially directorial decisions yep. that were made I agree. in this. I agree. In this because show. there were characters that I thought should have been dead and they popped I think up. if you. Dragon scene. If you took that episode and had a different director and had the same script, the same actors, it would have been a better episode. I, I disagree. I thought it was really good. I know I'm in the mi- minority, I guess, but like I, I thought the, going into that episode. By the way, I nailed my prediction. By the way, which my I thought the, I said the big scene was going to be John learning about who his parents. Are. Yeah. But not a very hard prediction to make. Oh, this is but a, that was what up. needed to happen yeah. for that episode to be paced well. I thought between that. John riding the dragon, the Ned Umber scene where, you know, a little so, White Walker action, and then the Brand Jamie thing. So I, I thought enough happened. Yeah, I but what really, really surprised you out of all those things? What made well, you go, mean, whoa? I, well, this is the, well, that's the, the most thing. surprising thing was this the is, opening was changed. Well, that's another yes. thing that I like. I'm glad <laughs> they are not catering to these, you know, fraud mainstream audiences yeah. like Dave. Who just what? Who just who I've just demand mainstream who, in my life? Who just demand uh, demand these big action sequences every week? I'd rather Wait. it be paced well, so, written well, and done right so, than these characters not acting like themselves like to, happened last year. We have to wrap because I, have, I didn't hear an okay. I didn't hear a word after you called me mainstream. I need clarification. Before this episode <laughs> aired, I made the prediction that I think we'll get a death tonight. Like a, a minor, a, a, a character that we were supposed to get around or knew that is going to die. Do I take credit for Ned Umber's death, predicting Ned Umber's death? Because he died. Yeah, why not? Yeah, take credit. I think I take credit. I call it a death. Ned Umber's death is significant because you realize how close the White Walkers are. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that's pretty good. All right, we'll be back uh, what, next, what? next week. Uh, I think next week we should be out on Monday. Yeah, today's we don't Wednesday. have any scheduling conflicts. Yeah, as we did yesterday. Porter's not here because the Phillies announced there was the All Star game this today. That's we're recording on Wednesday, so that's happening, and uh, that screwed up Porter's schedule. So hopefully Monday we're all here on uh, enjoying Game of Thrones episode two. Yep, and I'll be previewing it. I'm on from one to two thirty on Sunday afternoon on WIP, and I will uh, we'll talk Game of Thrones then too. In addition to sports conversation, got to do it. <laughs> there you go. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.